Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's on behalf of Pat Shane, myself, Sling the Biscuit, episode 40. Uh, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different than it typically would look like. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a longer podcast, so the 40, 45, 50-minute podcast is kind of out the window. Uh, we're going to be doing a two, three-hour podcast for this week. The idea that Pat and I had in mind was that we just wanted to say thank you to everybody who has made the podcast what it is. It's grown a lot in the last couple months, you know, especially since we started in April, I guess almost a year now. And a lot of podcasts will do like a best of, you know, they share the best interviews, the best clips, the best highlights. We said, why don't we just bring people on who have made the podcast what it is. So that's exactly what we're going to be doing today. So the podcast may drag out a little bit long, but we're going to be bringing some people on uh, who have supported the podcast. Maybe you're listening. You're one of the people that are on today. We're also going to be answering a lot of viewer submitted questions. So it's all about the viewers, the support we've had through 2021 and hopefully rolling into 2022. Uh, first off, I want to give a quick shout out to our boy, DoorDash Pete. Uh, who could not make the podcast today. Shout out to you, buddy. Thank you, I had a lot of requests to bring you on. Order of business number one. So Pat Shea uh, is looking very, very different today. He's actually looking very good. It's a new hairstyle that he's got going on. He has his new Shea Hydrated merch, I believe, dropping soon. Uh, Pat, give us an update, uh, how you're looking, how you're feeling, and where you're chiming in from. That's you. That's that's you, Pat, yes. <laughs> oh, new Pat. Sorry, new Pat. Yeah, I'm good. I am... Um... Um, currently in, I don't know if you know where Aldershot is, but it's uh, outskirts of London in the United Kingdom and uh, repping the new hoodie. I think it's patshay.com. Yes. Uh, so, Pat, I, ha- I have to ask, how did you go from Portland, Maine to the uh, the UK? What, what happened? What changed? Uh, PCR tests, flights, you know. Oh, that stuff. Who can who, who can put up and who doesn't want to go to Winter Wonderland in London? I mean, there's there's, <laughs> but, be, there's better Christmas markets around, but I mean, I'm thinking the Caribbean, you know, maybe Mexico. That actually, if so, if you're watching the video version, you're kind of onto my bullshit. Mr. Shea uh, is not here for the podcast right now. He is currently running behind. Should be here in about five minutes' time. Uh, no, we do not have the border to Mexico. He is running late from an ice time, I believe, or a team workout from the Mariners. So uh, we have a podcast and we have guests scheduled. So uh, Pat will be showing up in a couple minutes, but for the time being, uh, Emma is our first guest, uh, viewer of the week twice, correct? I think once, but I'll take it again. Once. Okay. Hey, listen, everybody is viewer of the week this week. Everybody is. Um, so f- first off, I just want to say thank you very much. Obviously, like you said, you're viewer of the week one time. Um, you submitted uh, a question, uh, well, a couple questions actually, like many other people did. Um, your question for the Q&A and you know, to come and ask Pat and I was, can you please bring back beef of the week? Also, I want to know the worst gift given this year or previous, funniest festive memory. Yeah. Those are your questions. Is there anything else that, that you wanted to pencil in for the next time being until Pat shows up? Because if, if if you've never you know seen the podcast, kind of the behind the scenes works, when Pat says he's five minutes away, he could be five hours away. So we're trying to kill some time here. Maybe... Um current netflix series i'm trying to see it because i'm sure you're going to get a lot of hockey questions i thought mm-hmm. there's a lot of hockey questions just see how you okay. guys are doing yeah well i'll go with uh with this the worst gift ever getting i i'm gonna go with socks or underwear because i feel like every man once you hit the age of like 15 14 15 you start you know piling up the socks and the underwear but the thing is, like, as fast as you get them is as fast as the laundry machine just kind of eats them and then they're gone. I, I really don't know what happens to them. Um, what other kind of bad gifts have I gotten? I don't really think I've got any bad gifts, to be honest with you. I think I just I just get, you know, 
basic dude stuff. I get shampoo, I get, you know, uh, toothpaste, all that kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not a very exciting person to shop for. Empty essentials. Actually, you know what? My mom was asking me the other day, she's like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, well, I don't think there's anything that I want that you're going to want to get me. She's like, try me. Uh, how about a $350 stick? Nope. Uh, how about a new laptop? Nope. Nothing. So I'm very hard to shop for. Uh, funniest festive memory you wanted to ask? Um, funniest festive memory? Uh, four years ago, my last year junior B hockey, we had like a like a team, uh, like a Christmas dinner or whatnot. And the guy who was supposed to play Santa, like dress up as Santa, uh, showed up liquored out of his mind. Uh, and he was actually running late at this point in time. And so... You know, everybody's gonna look, you know, patient or non-patient, right? They want the the party to go on. And I said, you know, I'm, I might play Santa. I could play Santa. I'm not as you know fat as Al is, but I can definitely put on the Santa suit. And so I put on the pants. And I was about to you know get the rest of the the getup going, and then Al showed up, liquored out of his mind, and then he uh, he played Santa. He was um, he was in front of all the the charity or in charge of all the charity, the fundraising for our team. So uh, he was a uh, he was an interesting guy. He was a really interesting guy. You ever seen uh, Blades of Glory when uh, Chaz Michael Michaels has like the Grublitz costume underneath and he's doing the skating as a booze? Yeah, that was Al. It, it was and, like that. <laughs> yep. Right underneath the, uh, the Santa Claus costume, he had, you know, the, the Mickey of Pink Whitney. He had the, you name it, all, all the liquor of choices. You know, the, the Fireball, I think that's a, a rum or a liquor of choice, all that kind of stuff. I don't drink, so I don't really know all the, the liquors and whatnot, but Al, Al was a heavyweight. Al could definitely pound her back. So that that probably is one that stands out in my mind. Um, and then can you please bring back Beef of the Week? Evan, let me turn the question or turn the tables on you, okay? Uh, you know, a page out of Step Brothers. What is your Beef of the Week? What's a beef that you have right now with somebody, something, somewhere? Please enlighten us. So the only thing I'd probably say is I was trying to park the other day. And I'm not the best driver. So average at best, but, you know, all that. Some woman had just taken her children out of the car next to me and instead of putting them on like the pavement next to oh, it is a shopping um i was going to supermarket shopping so instead of putting her children on the path she puts them behind my car no can you move yeah like just leaves them behind my car i'm like i thought well i'm blocking the road now and i can't reverse because i'm gonna run over your kid but um <laughs> I would say that's my only beef of the week. Otherwise, it's been full of festive joy. Now, how do you feel about playing a little episode of Doctor? And not Doctor in the sense that you're going to go to the doctor and you'll get checked out. Like a doctor, I'm going to diagnose the situation. We're going to try to problem solve what happened and, and the options that you could have had. Okay, so you're driving a what kind of vehicle? Um, a Kia. Okay, and you're on the right-hand side of the road, correct? You're in the UK? Yep. Okay. Lady was driving what that she pulled the children out of? No, we're, so, sorry, we're on the left-hand lane. Like, we drive on the left-hand lane, but we sit on the right-hand side of the car. Does that make sense? Whoa. So it's it's bass-ackwards, ass-backwards as North America, correct? Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. And then the lady North that... <laughs> okay, so the lady who pulled the kids out, though, she was driving a what? No idea. Okay, let's just say a minivan. Okay. Two Kias, okay. I'm thinking what you got to do, you got to throw it in reverse and you just got to inch your way back, just inch by inch by inch. You let the kids know the brake lights are on. We're backing up. I mean business. I'm not stopping. You got to move. And if they don't, they're going to learn a very hard lesson very quickly. 
Problem is, you got to check your insurance. You got to double up on the life insurance, double up on the policy, make sure you're covered. So if something happens, you're in the clear. You're good. And if anything, you're getting a claim, you're getting maybe like a new bumper or something on the Kia because I know Kias don't really hold up too well. They're almost as bad as uh, Chevys. I, I had a Chevy. I had to sell it this summer. But anyway, that's a, another story for another day. Actually, while we're on the whole uh, Chevy topic, um, so I don't, I personally don't own a vehicle. So you're a little bit ahead of me in life. Uh, I had to sell my vehicle over the summer. Uh, I have a bike though. So I, I bought a bike over the summer uh, and I was getting to like the grocery store, to the gym, everywhere on my bike. So I was planning for like this summer when I do go back home, I can't afford a car because YouTube and podcasting is still my full-time job and the prices of cars and gas and everything are going through the roof. And I had this idea. I was like, what if I got like a child stroller, like a kid's stroller and I just like stripped it down. I took off the cover, took off everything and then I kind of like modded it out, like fit my bag, my pads and everything on there and I just ripped on my bike you know, up and down, you know, 20 kilometers, 25 kilometers to the rink, pull my gear. I don't know what I'm going to do with the sticks, but that could be my... You know what you can get? You know those, um, for like, kid trailers that you can put on the back of, um, like, bikes or in Holland, don't they have those bikes that have, like, the big old, um, I say basket, but it's more like a, like a cage on the front that kids sit in. You know, that's, that's a good idea. You know, it's even a better idea because that, that's probably got some good size to it is that I don't even need a bag at this point in time. I could probably just, you know, strip back the uh, carriage and just throw everything in there. No bag required, just, you know, chest protector, pants, skates, jocks, socks, everything, and just rip it on into the rink, park it in the dressing room, and there you go. The stroller or the deconstructed carriage is now my hockey bag. Who needs a car? Well... I don't really have an option. <laughs> a little bit about yourself, though. So you're from the UK. Uh, how old are you? What do you do for work if you're unemployed? How long have you been unemployed? What are you looking to do? What, what's your life goals here? Let's get a little bit deeper on the podcast. Um, I'm 28. Okay. Just turned 28. Oh, happy belated. When's your birthday? Uh, first November, so a month. Okay. Well, happy belated. I so don't want to turn 30. I don't want to get old. <laughs> Um, but I work as an administrator for um, a military administration building, okay. which is fun. See a different type of life there. It's very much sort of nine to five office job. Pays the bills. Okay. And, and this is your full-time career or this is your full-time job for the time being? Just full-time job for the time being. I don't. So I always felt the pressure at school, you know, and they're like, oh, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't even feel grown up now, and I still don't know what I want to do. I'm sure it will happen, but I wouldn't necessarily call it, it could be a career job, but it's, yeah. it's just a job. It's kind of weird how you you find these jobs that you stumble upon, maybe on like a you know a Facebook listing or a recommendation from a friend. You're like, you know what, I could use a couple bucks, you know, maybe some drinking money on the weekend. And then you bang out ten years, you bang out twenty years, and you're there for a while. You're getting a pension plan, and then you're you know off sailing into the sunset. Like it's crazy how some of that, that stuff does uh, turn about. But if it makes you feel any better, so you're 28, uh, I'm 25, turning 26 in June. Yeah, June. I, I, maybe that's worrisome that I had to think about that for a sec, but. Uh, I still go through the same thing every single day. I'm like, what am I going to do for my career when I grow up? And then I realize, shit, I got stuck on YouTube podcasting with Pat Shea. I don't think you really go up from here. But you leave behind a legacy regardless, don't you? Uh, a digital footprint. Yeah, exactly. 
and like you will always look back on what you had there's always going to be a record of what you did which makes it tough to get jobs <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like i've seen your youtube <laughs> nope <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Ridgen, step in the office. Yes, so you're applying for this a job as a CPA, a chartered professional accountant. Uh, could you please explain to me this video that I just found on YouTube of you smoking crack behind a 7-Eleven? Well, you know, different times, Rob. Uh, things have changed, my friend. You want to that wasn't me? I don't know who that was. It was not you me. Got, well, you got to have either an airtight excuse or you just got to let him know this is exactly what you think it is. I have no excuses. Oh, but people um, grow and people change, right? Yes. Yeah, speaking of changing, Mr. Shea, uh, Pat has just texted me. My Skype is not loading. Dude, my Skype, my Skype was not malfunctioning. <laughs> is your is your video version going? Are you, are you rocking the camera yet or no? I'll start it right now. Okay, fire it up, my friend. Fire it up. Um, you you joined us just at a great time, actually. Uh, Emma just asked Spider Man, uh, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, who or Tom Holland? Who's your guy of choice? Oh, this is uh. Don't say that again, <laughs> Emma. You want to ask the question again? No, sorry. Yeah, top spot: Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, or Andrew Garfield. Who's the best Spider-Man? Like not popular, not popular opinion. I go with Andrew Garfield. Come on, come yeah. on. Tobey Maguire, yeah. wake wake up, Pat. Come on. Well, Tobey Maguire was first. That doesn't mean he's best. But it reminds me of my childhood when I didn't have to work a job, and you know, times were a little easier. That, that's why well, I like it. Brings me back. It definitely does. But have you seen the new uh, the new movie? Well, we actually we just talked about this. So uh, yeah, I was supposed to go with my agent. He bailed and decided to go with his girlfriend instead. Now won't go with me for a second time. So I'm still trying to find somebody in the Gothenburg area to. Go watch the movie with. If you're in the Gothenburg area and you want to see Spider-Man, haven't seen it, send me a message. Let's go sometime. Popcorn's on you, of course. Well, are we are we talking spoilers or? Uh, no, I don't want it to be spoiled. I heard it's really All good. Right. I want to see it. Well, please. Yeah. So then I'll sim- then my simple answer to the question is I was a big fan of Andrew Garfield. I don't know why. I liked his I liked his humor. Uh, Emma, who did you pick? Well, I didn't actually pick yet, but I would have put Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and then Tobey Maguire, but. I don't think that goes with what Trav would say. See, Travis? Yep. You see what I'm saying? You know, my dad's not going to be happy with this, but you know what? Fuck me. me. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Um, While we're on the topic, uh, I burned through the questions that Emma had, but obviously you haven't, and her questions were she wanted to know uh, what's the worst gift you've ever gotten. can be this year, can be any year, and also your best festive Monday or festive memory. God. I feel like the worst gift gift is like at any point when i was a kid and i got clothes like whether it was from you know santa or just like a godparent they gave and i i'm excited opening up a gift expecting like i don't know spider-man toys batman toys and i get like a pair of jeans that is like that was like my worst nightmare ever as a kid uh best holiday memory uh is that that the second question? That's that's tough. Um, you ever get hungry, hungry hippos? Was that one? Hungry, hungry hippos. You used to play yeah, that, that was, a lot. That was a good Christmas when I was nine years old. I got hungry, hungry hippos. Damn, 
Yeah, I feel like when I got this bat cave, I I was pretty hyped about getting a bat cave. Well, there was one. There was one Christmas. I was a very hardcore Santa believer until I was like old, older than I'd like to admit. And uh, sure. once one random Christmas, I decided, you know what? I want an electric guitar. And Ooh. yeah, I don't know why, but I thought like, yeah, I'm gonna go learn. I don't know how to play the guitar. I have no musical experience, but I want an electric guitar. And I got one. And my older brother was kind of, you know, he's kind of an ass. So he's like. <laughs> comes down he's pissed Santa's not real pat i'm like yeah he is look i got my guitar and he's like look at the look at the shipping address uh on the side it says ship to lorraine shea by ground thing and i'm like no like i'm like santa shipped it by ground to mom i was hardcore believer yeah santa a, has a business a account with ground shipping <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like he chose to have his elves ground ship it <laughs> it saves him some room on the sleigh <laughs> yeah, he had some bad experience with UPS. He said, "Man, we got to get yeah. out of here. We got to get a better account, better deal with real yeah. shipping." <laughs> yeah. What did your parents tough. tell you, though? Because my parents told me that um, they gave Santa the presents, and then Santa delivered them to us, so the elves didn't make. Wow, that was probably a better. That was probably a better option. It didn't matter That's for me. I was believing either way. I I just uh, Santa. Because as you get older, you start, I don't know, asking for, like, technology. The elves can't really make it, you know? It gets a little iffy. You're like, oh, the, my, my elf made my Apple iPhone? Interesting. So I think... Santa, I want a G-Wagon. <laughs> yeah. I think my mom said, like, uh, they ship, like, they sent them to Santa or something like that. Like the companies or something. I bought it. Yeah, Santa has, like, a sorting, like, a distributing factory up in the North Pole. <laughs> yeah. High tech. <laughs> it's better than Amazon, actually. It's really it's rivaling Amazon, Santa's workshop. Oh, next Jake Paul fight, one of the undercards, one of the prelims is going to be Santa versus uh, Jeff Bezos. He's going to knock him out in two. That's the fight to see. Oh we man, just it. knock Jeff Bezos and his bald head upside down. <laughs> That's right. Have you seen the video that uh, was floating around for a bit? There's some guy in New York City. He saw Jeff Bezos walking out and about, coming out of Starbucks with his coffee. He's got um, his security guards, and he says. Uh, Mr. Bezos, uh, you know you're an amazing man. I'm an Amazon customer. I'm curious, what what's above a Prime member? How do I become better than a Prime member? And you can see the look on his face. He's like, hmm, I should do something about that. Sorry, I have not seen that though. No, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, anyway, on that note, uh, I guess that uh, wraps us up for time. We got to get on to our next guest, Emma. It uh, has been fun. It has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on, and uh, thanks for listening to Sling the Biscuit uh, every week like you do and being our viewer of the week. Uh, episode 19, I think it might have been. Might have been maybe 25. And, uh, yeah, Pat, any final words? Yeah, thank you for coming on. You're, you're, uh, thank you for watching all the time, too. I know you, you're always commenting. You're a loyal, loyal commenter, so we, we greatly appreciate your support. Obviously, it makes it much, much funner and better to do when you know people are appreciating it. And, supporting so we appreciate you thank you thank you for having me on and have a great new year next guest mm-hmm. for our christmas special we got cam cam givens he is uh somebody who i have met uh many 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 moons ago listens to the podcast Ooh. loves to sling biscuits every now and then every thursday with us a michigan boy he's got a couple things he wants to talk about for uh, this episode of the podcast cam welcome to the sling the biscuit program and happy to have you on here guys how are we doing it's a pleasure Welcome, Cam. It's it is great to have you on. What part of uh, what town in Michigan are you from? 
guys from Traverse City, so okay. uh, Northwest. Um, yeah, Trav. Trav's been there uh, not for a long time, but a good time. So, uh, oh, no, okay. it's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful area. Um, I'm actually living directly across the state in Alpena now, um, a couple hours away. But yeah, born and raised in Traverse City. I was curious if you met Trav during his drinking days. You said he was having a fun time. Was he buzzed up? Uh, no, I mean, I, honestly, I mean, I, Trav, I think you were, how long were you there? Exactly. Uh, I think I was in Traverse City for about two, was it two weeks? Maybe, maybe two and a half weeks, give or take, yeah. We didn't, uh, I honestly didn't really, because that was like kind of during training camp too, so the guys weren't really oh. like quite together yet. Boys were dialed. Um, so I didn't really see off the ice a whole lot, so I'm not exactly sure what you were doing for the, the time you were there, but for the time at the rink, yeah, it was about the only time I got to know you, so I we might have to dive, dive a little deeper into that. But Absolutely. that's uh, That was actually one of Cam's uh, questions he wanted to ask, so uh, we'll get into that, but one thing I did want to point out. I know we have about you know five or six guests coming on, but I'm I'm getting like big radio vibes, you know, like the movie Goon. You know, hello, you're blowing hot ice. What can I do for you? Oh, I got a question for the thug. Do you like hot dogs? Yes, I like hot dogs. Why? Because you like cocks in your mouth. Oh shit! Turn the phones <laughs> off, Sully, you bastard! Like, do you think like we're gonna get someone come pop in like that? I really hope we do. Honestly, I, I do think it'll too. Be great for the, for business. Yeah, be good. Dude, I, there was a couple of people who left comments on the uh, the, the post to you know submit your questions, and uh, they're they trying to be like you know internet tough guys. I messaged every one of them. Podcast one p.m. Eastern. Will you come on? I'd love to have you on. Nothing. I messaged four really? guys. Two, I think two of them seen it, no reply. The other two just didn't bother replying. So, what, like they asked normal questions, or they were talking shit. Well. They met. They would message me, or I think there was two guys left comments on the post that were just like, yeah. you know, "Travis washed up, Travis this, Travis that." I said, "Come on the podcast. We'd love to have you. Seriously, like, here's your get out of jail free card. Come on the podcast. Right. Nothing. They 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 wimped out. Well, that's on them. Soft. That's okay though. We got Cam yeah. though. Cam is uh, Cam's a little bit of an upgrade. Honestly, I kind of I kind of made the comment like half jokingly, and then I got the message like thirty seconds later. And I was like, "Oh boy, all right, yeah, we're gonna do this." So I was pretty <laughs> yeah, pretty right. excited. I honestly didn't know if uh, if you guys would take the bait or not, but Travis seemed all in, so <laughs> we figured why not. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, "Man, we should get a month." So anyway, uh, why don't you word it in your own words? Uh, the question that you want us to, or the conversational piece you want us to have, Tim? Yeah, just um, I mean, what. First off, the kind of dive in a little bit to, I think, to that league itself, because I don't think a lot of people really know about it. Um, that was only around for a few years, which I think I think the guys that I, I owe it to the guys that played in that league to kind of shed some light on it. Um, and then obviously just your time, like what did you, just like what you thought of the organization and your time there and uh, the man- management. and uh, Yeah, so Cam's talking about the Traverse City Hounds, a junior, well, I guess a Tier 3 junior A team in Traverse City, Michigan, in the USPHL. Um, so I had signed the Sioux Firehawks uh, that yeah, same oh, year. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got the invite. I drove all the way out, and then I get told, well, uh, actually, we don't have any money, so we're folding. Shit. So I go back home, and I'm like, well, I wonder what I'm going to do. I get a call from uh, Scott, Scott Gardner. Scott, Scott Gardner, yep. Scott, Scotty G, yep. Scott uh, gives me an email. We get on the phone, and he offers me a contract. So I you know, I look over the contract. I sign it, send it back to him. Congratulations, Travis. Happy to have you. Be a Traverse City Hound. Excellent. And and this wasn't just to send me the contract. I'll sign it. We, we went over some details. So, you know, set up a flight or whatever, you know, get uh, taken care of out to Traverse City. And uh, never talked to the coach uh 
Stan? Was was it Stan the name of the coach? No, it wasn't. We had a Stan on the team, which is a whole whole nother podcast worth of stories in itself. Um, but no, so we had Yasik. Yeah. Wilk was our head. Yasik, yes. That was the coach. Yes, yes. He was kind of our like half GM head coach, kind of assistant coach, kind of did everything. So. And, and so we had those guys, and then we had Lester, the owner, and I hope I don't get called out for being a racist. Who was the black coach? I can't remember his name. Uh, EJ Phillips. EJ. Oh, dude, that dude was such a such a beauty. EJ was a beauty, man. Like he, I still talk to him. He's really big in like the Jamaican Hockey Federation and building the game dude, over there. Two things I want to drop on on that front. He was the one who picked me up from the airport. And so I'm texting him as I'm getting off the plane, and uh, he's like, where are you at? Oh, I'm at gate, whatever. I'm coming out. I'll be at like 20 minutes. He sends me a selfie of himself just like up like this close to the camera, and he's like, this is what I look like. And so I'm like, man, this guy's a beauty. And then I, I don't know if you remember this as well. We're doing a workout, like a team workout upstairs, and he tells her like upstairs in the rink in the Traverse City Center Ice, and he says, uh, gentlemen. I'm going to stop you. Is it, was it the backflip? The backflip. I don't know. It wasn't the backflip. No. Oh, okay. But I, okay. I think I do know where you're going with this though. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, gentlemen, and everybody stops the workout. He says, I know exactly what you're thinking. A middle-aged black man coaching a white hockey team. You got no respect for it. Well, let me tell you here, boys. I know hockey. I know hockey. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember that clear as day. That's yet speech. Uh, <laughs> I remember we, uh, we fleeced him too during a workout because we knew, uh, I don't know if you remember Dalton Lollier. Yep. That, that, dude, that's who that's who I was living with. I was living with with Dalton, uh, with with his his because there was Larry, his dad. So that then, was Clayton. So Clayton, Clayton and Clayton, Larry. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. No, that's all right. Well, we got to get into that in a second. We got to get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you're going. So, um, but yeah, so they uh, we were up there and, and we told EJ we we're like, yeah, if if Lollier can do a backflip off the wall, like our workouts canceled. He's like, no way, no way, no way. We've seen him do this a ton of times. So we kind of fleeced him. And like, yeah, we, he's gonna do it. So I ended up getting the day off because we <laughs> kind of took advantage of him. But um, no, he was a great guy, man. He he does a lot for the game. Um, really, he's been growing the game a lot with like some J- Jamaican Hockey Federation and stuff like that. So uh, he's done a a pretty good job. And he's a great guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I guess two stories that stick out in my mind. So when I got there, I was living with Lester, right, the owner. And Lester, to paint a picture, is about at this point in time. This is in 2015. He is about 65 years old. Is this pretty correct, Cam? Give or take. Yeah, probably. Probably 60, 65. Yeah, uh, shorter guy, about you know five foot seven, uh, balding, great hair, whatever. That's the kind of guy we're dealing with. And he's got this girlfriend who was like 25 years old at the time, smoking hot. We're like just what exactly? If you're listening to the audio version, what you're picturing in your mind is exactly what she looked like. If you're in the video version, I don't need to tell you. And she'd come over every single night, and she'd be like, "Alester, oh, I'll be waiting in the car, okay." And he run to the kitchen island, yank out the drawer, and pop a couple of Viagras, and then go out on his way. There was one night. Goes in the car, they drive away. Five minutes later, he comes back. And I'm like, oh, Lester, you forget somebody's like, got to pop a couple blues. I can't keep up with her, man. She's a demon. True. This is a true story. That is awesome. Um, yeah. Like I said, I that is that is I've never actually heard that story. So that is uh, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, Lester was uh, he's a character. He um, I want to say he was even a, a cop at one point too. 
uh, before he he took the took the team over. Uh, great guy. Uh, I actually got along with him pretty well. Um, couldn't tell you what he's doing now. I have no idea. But yeah, he was. Uh, Dude, he was I got guy. an even better story about Lester. So he takes me by the rink. This is you know a couple of days in after I've I've seen the Viagra incident, and he goes to talk to the season ticket holders, office people, or whatever, and talking to some lady. She's like, you know. I don't know, maybe me and my husband might get a divorce. And, and no word of a lie, right in front of me says, well, listen, you know, uh, I, I can't remember what her name was, Pam or whatnot. Listen, Pam, if, if you get a divorce, I'll be knocking on that door day one. Trust me. I'm like, what a dog. What a dog. a dog. No, I'm, Dude, dude's 65 popping blues, and he's just got game, right? Um, <laughs> and and, and that's, that's not even where the, the wacky stuff goes. So I live with Lester for like, four or five days and i was like dude i need to get out of here i don't want to live with you place is too small it's me ej and lester living in the same place so they move into clayton's place and clayton is one of the players on the team where so here's the, the whole story pat and you're gonna like this one so clayton dates a girl in high or high school elementary school for like a year they break up they get start getting into like physical altercations at school the parents come in to deal with it the parents end up hitting it off. They get married. No. They get married. And so they're all living together under one roof. And I come into the into the picture. And every family dinner was just like fireworks. Somebody's arguing, throwing something, yelling at somebody. It was it was never a dull moment. And then so I signed like to play on the team, right? Scott told me, listen, you're gonna be the starter, all this kind of stuff. Like the, the normal BS they always tell you when they want you to sign, right? And and I'm younger, so I'm taking it at face value. And so, uh, what, what, what was the coach's name again? Even Ivan Yasik. Sorry, my bad. So Yasik pulls me in after a week and he says, well, uh, I don't think you're very good. You're going to be the four string goalie, but our team fees are about $10,000 a year or whatever it was. So you can, you can be here. Maybe the practice practice goalie for 10 grand a year. And I was like, dude, Scott signed me to be a starting goalie. That's what he told me on the phone. He told me over email. I have it in the email. Like I'm not doing that. So, you know, long story short, I'm not going to play for the team. And I said, okay, well, if I'm going home, I want you to pay for me to go home because I don't have any money to go home. I took you at your, at your word. And Lester basically called me up and told me, you know, go get effed. You know, go get fucked. Like, we're not paying for shit. You can, you know, kick rocks. And so get I was like, well, with I his Viagra. Using his Viagra, he's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said it to me with a boner. <laughs> so, <laughs> get fucked. He's got a, a ranger and he's saying that to me. So, um, so anyway, so I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I don't have any money. Like I spent all my summer money to, you know, fly out here. What am I going to do? So I called the commish and I'm like, this is my name. This is what happened. Hopefully you can help. Um, is there any way you can help get me home? Yeah. Give me a second. So hangs up the phone, calls me back five minutes later. He's like, listen, I talked to Lester. We don't want this to become a thing. We don't want this in the newspaper. We don't want this in the media. He is going to pay for you to go home on the condition that you don't make a stink about this. And just, you know, everybody goes in their merry way. I said, that's not a bad deal. Well, then I find out that son of a bitch put me on a Greyhound bus. He said, no, I'm not putting you on a plane. I'm putting you on a Greyhound bus. I'm like, but a plane's oh, cheaper. Man. He's like, nope, really? you're going on a Greyhound bus. So I had to hop, and, and it was a different name. It was a U.S. bus. So I had to go from Traverse City to Detroit to Toronto to Winnipeg on the Greyhound bus. And it was about a two-day bus ride. And the people that I sat beside on that bus ride, I sat beside like a crack dealer for one portion of the trip. I sat beside like a brown dude who was just like, you know, making like mixtapes on his laptop or some shit. Um, I, I sat beside a lady who claimed to be an MMA fighter. Was, that was really interesting. Like just Maybe the she was. all walks. 
well, she looked like she could beat my ass. So I was very like, uh-huh. okay, be very respectful. Don't make eye contact. Let's keep the bus moving here so I get home safe. And so that was a, an experience on its own. And then also, so Lester picks me up. And I'm like, oh, shit. I know he's going to be mad because I ratted him out to the commish. And so he drops me off at the bus station. And as he's about to leave, he gets in my face. He's like, you f***ing dirtbag. We could have settled this peacefully, but you're just a piece of shit. And he just starts going off me. He throws a ticket, my like a bus ticket in my face. And I'm thinking, well, at least I milked him for a free bus ticket. Except I got to just grind this out for the next two days. And that was <laughs> it. That was the Traverse City Massacre, the two weeks that I was there. So He's laughing. Uh, yeah, so that happened. You know, we uh, I totally forgot about the. I didn't realize you were signed with the Sioux, which was a which was a huge huge rivalry of ours, and we ended up getting a couple guys from that team that are uh, went and played with us. But yeah, I didn't like I said we were there, and uh, I found that photo that day of us standing next to each other in camp, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, I'm pretty sure this is the guy. Like I I know this guy, and then I was watching the vlog, and I'm like, holy crap, that's 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 Trav. Like I remember. Hold hold on to to rewind it back to make a little bit of sense for people listening in the audio or the video version. Um, there's a picture that somebody in the Traverse City like news media took camp, and it was a picture of me standing beside Cam. I found it and I posted it somewhere. Cam sees it, puts two and two together. That's the guy. Here we go. Now, now Cam listens to the podcast every Thursday. Yes, sir. No, I especially when uh, you know you get guys like DK and you got Galov, and I'm like, holy crap! I'm like, you guys are the real deal now. Um, and of course, Pat Shea obviously brings the brings <laughs> the women too as well. He brings the bacon. Pat, by the way, I need to ask. So you you get yeah. a scrap, right? And so was it a goal and a scrap? Yeah. How is your fight rating in Chelsea sixty five? Well, this yeah. guy's educated. He came on prepared, Pat. Yeah, well, wow. that yes, good. You know, I I don't know that they don't they don't seem to put too much effort into the coast guys or um, if you're like on a one-way coast deal they just kind of you you get a stock thing and they don't really look into who you are or what you do so i don't think ea sports even whoever makes it i don't think they have any idea who i am what i play like if i've scored fought they have no idea so they just toss on a rating and hope for the best which yeah i'm sure you watched my reaction video I did absolutely. I, I watched it this morning. I'm not gonna lie. So uh, <laughs> that was pretty yeah, pretty good. And, and your the character too. I mean, it literally looks like they just took a picture of a random dude and just put it on you. I know. <laughs> There's a like a chin strap, like a chin strap beard, no stash. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess you're ahead of everybody though. You're on there and I'm not. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. No. That's that's something. It was uh, maybe in the new update they'll update a few things. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, but congrats to you. That's a great start. So, thank thank you. you. So our next guest here, we got Aiden Moore. Uh, this dude had some seriously hard-hitting questions. We said we like hard-hitting questions. We got to bring you on. So Aiden, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Obviously, uh, you're listening to the podcast. You love the podcast. Where are you calling in from? What do you do? Are you unemployed? Are you laying low? Uh, you know, what's your social insurance number and your credit card <laughs> code? Well, you just assume he's Canadian. Come on. Well. Okay, your what is it? Your social, your social security. insurance number? Security. Listen, I'm just trying to make a couple bucks here. We're just out hustling here on the podcast. Come on, Aiden. Uh, Aiden, you uh, you used to join my locker rooms. That's what I was telling Trav when I was doing that app. So we used to we used to chat a bit back then. Those are kind of funny. But uh, tell tell the world about you. Tell them you know where you're from. If you play hockey, whatever whatever you're doing. I'm from Drake, Massachusetts. Uh, I am. Ooh. 
I played hockey for, I think, three years before I took like a long gap in between because I wanted to focus on bigger and better things, but I'm thinking about getting back into it. There we go. I've signed up for a couple camps, you know, get my skills back back on par, but yeah. I don't know To join back in, but yeah. And how old are you? A little, you a little bit of a spark plug? When's your birthday? Um, my birthday was uh, December 5th. I'm turning 16. Yeah. Oh, shit. Happy 16. belated. Dude, you can drive. Can you drive yet or no? Uh, January 3rd. That's the. There Ooh. we go. Big mass guy, dude, too. That... We love mass. Oh, yeah, dude. This guy's ripping in the high school parking lot. Skirt his hammer, the gas hammer, the brake at the same in. time. Pull the e brake. Get in. All whipping it with my love. grandma's Volvo, dude. <laughs> hey, hey man you can take hey. granny for a ride too anybody can come in that thing <laughs> yeah yeah we love the volvo <laughs> um but uh anyway, eight yeah yeah you you I had some questions the same thing <laughs> yeah so uh what what yeah why don't we start with the hard-hitting question the first question you had was waffles versus pancakes you wanted to know our take some hot breakfast items correct yeah that's it pat you want to start us off i like a good properly made properly made pancake over a waffle but if only if it's made right only if it's made mm-hmm. right sometimes depending on the batter i'll go waffle but pancake if it's made right yeah i gotta go pancakes you know what actually true story my woman actually facetimed me this morning to say that she missed my pancakes she's like i haven't had one of your protein pancakes in six months and i kind of missed them so that stroke my ego a little bit kind of got the motor running and i gotta say protein pancakes, pancakes banana chocolate chip oh yeah Real deal, baby. Man. I don't know, man. The thing is, like, you can make every... I think they're made out of the same batter. I'm not 100% sure. Don't fact check. Yeah. One's a yeast-based, one's bacon soda and a little bacon powder. I went to culinary school. Thanks for asking. Yeah, man. But the thing that tips the waffles over the edge is you don't have the syrup running everywhere. You get every bite. You get a consistent amount of syrup because it all just... Because you can fill the holes. We like doing that and sling the we biscuit. We do like that. Yes, we do. I know all our minds went there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you're Good in the car us. and you're with your kids or you're at work, we're talking about waffles, people. We don't test, yep. uh, we don't discuss those types of things on this podcast. I will say yeah. though, a crispy waffle. That's just tight, dog. I like 100% a percent real maple waffle. syrup. Belgian. Oh, yeah, you get the. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, a little extra vanilla in there, some fresh vanilla bean. You get that real oh, maple yeah. syrup in there, that 100%. You bring that Aunt Jemima shit in oh. my house. I'll roundhouse you. You're not coming I, back in I there, hate um, Aunt Jemima syrup or syrup. Syrup or syrup? Yeah, dude, my mom syrup. loves that shit. I got to go with syrup. You always got to go with the real stuff. You can't get the sugars. That's it doesn't right. taste right. Straight That's out of the right. tree. Right out of the tap, please. So uh, we got that covered. Uh your more serious question, Aiden, what did you have for us? I'm thinking, what does the NHL need to do to bring the younger generation into it? I mean, if you think about it, you can see we everybody, like as you guys said, I listened to your podcast. You guys, I was talking about everybody wanted to be a cookie yeah. cutter. Everybody wants to yeah. be perfect. You get no personality. You look at TikTok, you look at Juju Smith. He dances. He has his own personality. Every, every other sport has yep. athletes doing things with. Yes. TikTok, social media, get to show the real side of themselves. And then we get to the NHL. It's just all cookie cutter. I think you're, yeah, I think you're answering it too, though. Like, you'll see guys active on social media that are really like showing personality. I think social media can go a long way. If you 
really let a hockey player show personality or just put them on put a camera on them and let them be themselves rather than who they're supposed to be and all proper and just let it let them go they'll hit like a broader wider audience that might not even know about hockey but they like that person and they'll go watch because of it like i think right now and it won't change unless they you know choose to let people open up more but i think it's i think social media can play a big role rather than just trying to be like the good nice proper guys that are all doing everything right just maybe let them let them do their thing mess up be funny do it whatever and i think that can go a long way yeah that you know i i would agree i i think that it starts from the top down. You have this old boys club at the top that doesn't want guys showing personality because the media picks it up. You get these dirt bags like Steve Simmons from the Toronto Star, Toronto Sun, wherever the guy works. He's taking anything he can get you know, for an inch, running with it for a mile, you know, re- releasing Austin Matthews' personal medical information, stuff like that. And then they run with it. And now the team's like, I don't want to deal with that. So they say, you know what? No more personality. No more creative answers. We're just going to stick to the book. We're going to give the cliche answers so they have nothing and nobody's going to tune in. Which honestly works great from that perspective, but if you want to grow the game and get some yeah. personality in there, and you know, get people actually like connecting with with these players, because like you got to remember, like this isn't like a micro influencer guys like Pache and I. Like this is like celebrities, yeah. and it's, they're not as relatable to begin with. So when you, yeah, they they could be, they but they're could not be as relatable because they're so huge. So when you bring that personality, it becomes a little more relatable. Something to kind of grasp yeah. onto is somebody, you know, you know, Joe in Idaho who's watching at home, or Aiden in Mass who's watching you know, on the NHL Network on Nesson, right for the Bees game. Jack Edwards, shout out uh, JJ, Jack Edwards. Yeah, but, there's uh, not, it- there's not really a celebrity. There's not celebrities in hockey. Like there's celebrities in every other sport. Like you got Tom Brady, you got LeBron James, Michael Jordan. You know, you got these guys were. Obviously, you know, the goats, they were celebrities. Like, you got a guy, say, like, I don't know, Connor McDavid, right? He's he's the best in the world right now. I mean, I mean, you can't argue it if you want to, but it's pretty established. Like, he's he's top two, if not. But he's the uh, best guy in the world, but he's not a celebrity. You go ask, like, someone on the street who Connor McDavid is, if you're not in Canada or, like, in a hockey area at a hockey rink, they'll probably be like, Connor McDavid? You know, like, I don't know who he is. Cause that probably heard the really, name, but they don't know who he is. Maybe, right? If you go to L.A., let's just say L.A., you're in, like in uh, California, you go up to random person, hey, do you know who Connor McDavid is? No. You know who LeBron James is? Obviously, LeBron James. You know what I mean? There's no celebrity in hockey. That there needs to be something to create that like celebrity status, and it can make hockey more then relatable they like trav said they feel like they know the guy then they want to go play hockey there has to be more of that like um just more because like lebron james too he's like controversial in a lot of ways people hate him people love him allow for that you know but yeah i i would say too sorry sorry i would say too like if you look at like what, what pat and i are doing like pat and i aren't well sorry I am not an NHL caliber athlete. You could say Pat is, but like we get shit for doing what we're doing, sharing personality just in some YouTube vlogs. Like imagine like the real big dogs with real big followings from the media outlets say something like, or do something that we're doing. They're taking that shit and they're running with it. Mm. So they want to condemn that from the top down, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, uh, Juju Smith, he wants, everybody thinks he's the bad guy dancing on everybody's logos. Hundreds of thousands. That's great. It's great. He's, he's creating it. Controversy. He's 
That's what I mean. I can see where Gary Bettman is getting at. Like, he doesn't want to ruin the, the like, the professionalism, but sometimes you really don't want the professionalism. Like, um, for example, I've been really into F1 lately because of watching Formula 1 Drive to Survive. They have a whole documentary. It shows, like, the underdogs because the big teams don't want any of that publicity. And I think it was a good move, and there's a bunch of videos out there. They didn't want any cameras at the track for dozens of years, but now it's a worldwide sport. Everybody has their yeah. hot takes. Everybody's thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, if you get down to it, the top person up there, Gary Bettman, I guess he wants to run the league in old way. And obviously, I think I think he just doesn't yeah. know how to run it. Just doesn't know how to marketing. run the publicity. Yeah, they I mean, need to work on marketing. You've got a dude like Josh Richards. Who is he? I've never heard of him. And now he's the <laughs> NHL youth ambassador, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Get the Nelk Boys. You really want? Yeah, to honestly, grow it. yeah, they should have not gotten the Nelk Boys. Those guys, be but way they better. won't. They're too. They're too uh, real. You know. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you can't. You can't work with a guy like you know Kyle or Steve will do it or Bob Menery because they they say shit that you and I think is funny because it's real. It's honest. Yeah. Like you know Bob Menery. Like when he first dude. I remember when Bob Menery first started his play by play commentary, and I saw it and I was like, is this a real broadcast? Because right, like they do such a good job. Yeah, it looks. He's like you know. Yeah, and he's like, you know, fuck you, NBC. I've had enough of this shit. I don't get paid enough. Anyway, Joe Flacco, yeah. you know, back into the pocket. Oh, he lost his fucking head. He's dead. You know, like, just like shit like it's that. Like, it's, it's so good. He is very entertaining. And it was, I think, a real risk on, I think, I don't, I'm not sure, but maybe behind the scenes, Gary Bettman might have said something. Because uh, one of the first episodes that I watched in Nelk, they had uh, Austin Matthews on there. Austin Matthews. I remember that. Big sender. It, it, they just don't show that personality. I mean, Gary Bettman, he's an old dude. I don't even know if he's running the league, dude. He's probably he's probably classmates with Moses, dude. Yeah. It's not just Gary Bettman, though. Like, every team. It's like Gary Bettman is whatever. You know, he probably his marketing isn't great, whatever. But it's every single team, too. Like, Austin yeah. Matthews, GMs and scouts and coaches, you know, they're telling them, you, you got to behave, behave. You say something wrong, you're fuck. They're on you. You know what I mean? They're they're on a t- tight leash, and that's that's not just Gary Bettman. That's just kind of the way I don't know. Like the hockey culture was shaped within the last X amount of years, or whatever, maybe forever. So it kind of it's it's not I know maybe not a specific person's fault, just kind of the way that it's happened, and that's it's a group effort. So I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully one day we can see more of a hockey has more of a mainstream popular sport because it's kind of going down and down the list right now yeah i I would agree my cousins my little cousins uh they're three five and six i took them i took them to go see uh florida sun bears game they were they weren't interested at all because during like the interviews like the in between in between period interviews it's just cooker cutty and it's just a constant i feel like they say ah more than they actually say stuff yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, it's tough. But, but hey, yeah, anyway, good question. We good question. do. We appreciate the time and whatnot. Um, but we do have a couple more people that we got to get to, so we got to say thank you very much. We got to cut it a little bit short. Uh, any final words you want to leave the people off with before we uh, send you on your merry way? I have one question for Pat. I I, th- I think I'm going to one of your games in January if it's not canceled. Uh, 
if you play me in a game of NHL and you win, I will personally deliver you 20 bucks. How does that 20 sound? bucks? Dude, that's tempting on this coast contract. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> can I can I broker this deal in? I'll cut you in at 10. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, so you yeah, send me the money, perfect. I'll send it to Pat and I kind of take a percentage. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you hopping in, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so we much like buddy. the question. Good stuff. Our next guest for the Merry Christmas Happy New Year special, we have Liam Curtin. God bless his mother, just fixed the whole video audio issues. Ma, the video is not working. You know, she tapped on the top of the screen, she booted the tower, got her going. <laughs> so now we got Liam on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, buddy. Happy to have you on. Thank you. It's, it's really cool being here. I mean, I watch the vlogs all the time. Pat, it's good seeing you. Good seeing you as well, brother. I'm not a main fan, I'm an AU fan, but you know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, what is with all the people we brought on today? Nobody watches my vlogs. They just watch Pat's vlogs. No, no, Trav. <laughs> I watch all the time, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice backpedaling. Nice backpedaling. I'm on you. I'm on you. <laughs> That's okay. We still love you no matter what. Got to give you a tough time, kid. We got to give you a tough time. Um, anyway, why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit, dude? Where are you from? What do you do? Are you unemployed? Are you employed? Are you laying low? Are you an uh, unlicensed street pharmacist? What do you do? Um, yeah, first of all, my name is Liam Curtin. Uh Played Division One for private school. Um, I work for my goalie coach, so we train little goalies at MTN Hockey. Okay, yep. Been working there part time, just helping goalies, doing clinics, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, currently a free agent, not playing right now due to I don't know what the rules are. Am I allowed to say that flu word? Drive. You, you, you can call it the China or the COV. That doesn't seem to don't. get dinged. No, <laughs> sorry. Don't don't call it the first one. That'll get us flagged right away. That's those are the two that I found haven't gotten dinged. So I'm rolling with it. You can call it whatever you uh, want. Though. We'll censor it. With that thing, obviously everything's a pause right now, and I'm here in Montreal, Quebec. Oh, dude! How I'm old so are sorry you? To hear that. I'm 15. 15. I was actually just up in Montreal, uh, like a week week and a half ago. We stopped in for a couple of days with the team. It's a fun, fun little city. You guys played yeah. Trois-Rivières, right? We did. So before we went up to uh, Trois-Rivières, we stopped in Montreal. So it was good rip, good fun. You got a couple questions for us? Or did, you just have, did you have the one question, was it, Trav? Or... Yeah. So, uh, Liam, do you want to ask the question? Yeah, I was just curious on uh, your opinions on uh, the cancellation of the U18 Women's Hockey Tournament for the mm-hmm. IIHF. Also... Maybe a little world junior predictions. I know Trav's rooting for Sweden, but. Dude, I got a lot of people really mad, including my dad last night. Oh, boy. Dude, dude. Okay, uh, we'll get into that, then we'll get into the we'll get into the women's thing after we, we do this first. Yeah. So, first off, uh, my dad has, since I announced to my dad publicly and privately that I'd be cheering for Sweden, he's called me a traitor and is like, what is wrong with you? He wants to legally unadopt me. I know my dad's going to hear this and say, son, I didn't say this. Dad, we're playing it up. You're disappointed in me. I love you. Anyway, so uh, I texted him last night because my dad, you know, usually texts me a play-by-play during all the jet games and whatnot when I'm home. But now that we're in different time zones, he can't do that because I'm asleep. Well, I stayed up late to watch the game last night. And I said, hey, dad, the Sweden-Russia game is on. He's like, oh, well, I'll turn it on right now. And, you know, we're going back and forth talking about the game and whatnot, which was exciting. Um, but I'm a big Sweden guy. Because, uh, so Jesper Wallstead, their starting goaltender, and Callie Klein, the backup goaltender, both came on the podcast. Um, in my opinion, I don't know if Pat would agree with this, but Wallstead, the Jesper Wallstead episode is what 
I, I felt got us some momentum and kind of helped the podcast kickstart to the growth that we've seen the last couple months. So for that, I'm grateful. He was just an awesome dude. He reposted the podcast. He's reposted my reels. You know, he's been in constant communication with me over DMs and my stupid messages. I send him every single day, just going over different ideas. Hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? Like different collaborative ideas. Like he's been very, very nice about it. And then Callie Clang, same thing. As a matter of fact, he actually reached out to me and was like, dude, I love the vlog. Uh, I saw the trash by ProLaces. What is it going to take to get me a set? I'm like, dude, I'll take the set off my pads. I don't give a shit. I'll get you a set. <laughs> got him a set. Loved them. Was like, dude, I need a set for the World Juniors. We rushed him a pair. So he's wearing the, the trash bags for the World Juniors for a Sweden set and his SHL set. And then he was on the podcast again, reposted just first class to me. Like, like he actually, I don't know if I told you this or not, Pat. He invited me over to his place to come have coffee with him uh, Ooh, probably about a month later. I guess you're serious. I had to cancel because I, I had some shit going on that night. But like, just first class, nice people. And for me, I was always raised to be like very loyal to those types of people. I'm also living in Sweden and I'm thankful because Sweden has given me so many opportunities over the last year and a half of my life, both with YouTube, with the podcast and just actually being able to pay the bills and not being in Canada without a job or any employment. So for those reasons, I'm cheering for Sweden. I'm loyal to the guys that have been loyal to me. Also, Sebastian Kosa, 18th overall pick, goalie for the Red Wings or pick for the Red Wings, goalie for Team Canada, iced my DMs. You can leave it at that. Although, uh, I did send a message to Dylan Grand the other day, wish him a Merry Christmas. He said... Thank you so much, Trev. Actually, he was the one who planted the idea in my head for me and Pat to do a podcast. I don't think I ever told you that, Pat. Oh, no. So starting goalie for Team Canada, Dylan Grand messaged me after the podcast I did on Behind the Cage last year or whatever. And really? he's like, dude, I love the podcast. You should make a pod or you should do a podcast uh, together. He was the one who planted that idea in my mind. Yep. Team Canada starting goalie. Damn, also, little did I know. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't tell you that. So it was Wolstad. I think Wolstad's the next guy up. Dude, the thing like when you see Wallstead in person, like he's so good. Like just the the skating, all like like last night, like him and Askrov, it was a man versus a boy. Like it wasn't even comparable, like how good Wallstead was compared to Askrov. And I I think Wallstead's the best goal in the tournament. I'm very biased. Keep that in mind. He also may have a set of Traspec Pro laces on the way for him. The Zamboni driver in the rink stole them. This is a true story. Actually, can I tell that story real quick too while we got time? Do it. So uh, there was no way for me to give Jesper a set of Traspec Pro laces because Lulia wasn't in the area. So what we did instead, I was going to give Callie a set. He was going to give him the Wallstead. Uh, I went to a game. After the game, Callie was taking a little bit of time. I had to get going. So I told the Zamboni, like the rink guy, I was like, can, can you give this to Callie for me? Sure thing, no problem. I filmed me giving him the, the laces and then him walking away. And to this day, Callie has not received the laces. I think that bastard took them and put them on his set. I think he stole the laces. Damn right he, he did. get them. <laughs> Walstead never got his set, so now I got to get Walstead another set. So that's that's that. Well, I got worked up. Man, my laces just snapped on my pads. I think dude, I got. I need a. I need a set, dude. I dude, they're selling so hot. I can't even get a set right now, dude. Like, I I messaged Mike. I'm like, I need three sets. He's like, nope, you're gonna have to wait till after New Year's. I got. I got to use damn. that trap sucks promo code, dude. The best promo code. The code that does not suck. <laughs> Does great um, things. Any, uh, World Junior predictions while we're uh, on the topic. I mean, I'll just I'll roll with USA, the home uh, the home country boys. That's uh, yep. I'll I'll root for them. I don't know if they'll if they'll pull it off or not. Statistically speaking, they won't. But I will uh, cheer for them and go with them as my pick. Hey, worst case, we'll accept you on the Sweden bandwagon. If the US <laughs> get knocked out early, you can come on over, jump on the ship. <sighs> Yeah, that is great to hear. I wasn't that impressed with. The, I watched the the Americans game yesterday. I also watched mm-hmm. Canada. Uh, 
I didn't the the Americans didn't have a great game, only three two against the Slovaks, but also Canada came off to a slow start. I think Sweden's looking really good though. They have good players. Alexander Holtz, William Eklund. Dude, Eklund is so nasty. He's probably the best tandem in the tournament by far. Dude, I I made a joke to my agent last night. We were FaceTiming like the Canada check game. It was like like uh, Thursday night at eleven thirty p.m. at the Highlander, a little three on three. First goal to make a save wins. Like nobody could stop anything in that first period, you know. But then all of a sudden they started making some saves, which was interesting. So, although I, I probably shouldn't. A little rough start to Dylan Garon, but probably just pre-turn, pre probably tournament nerves. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said that. He's been he's been nice to me. I take that back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Trav. Shit. Come on. Just putting my foot in my mouth. Sorry, boys. Anyway. Uh, um, Second question. question. Women's? The women's hockey, women's hockey re- our reaction to the news, I think, is what you said, right? Like, that they canceled it. Uh, what was the reasoning? Have they said? They said COVID, uh, due to COVID, but, like, it looks bad, obviously, because they're ho- hosting the World Juniors, and they still haven't canceled the U18 men's coming up in April in Germany, I believe. So this women's tournament was actually supposed to be in Sweden, but they canceled it due to COVID. Is it the World Juniors? Yeah. Pardon? Is it the World Juniors? It's like the Women's World Cup of... Women's IIHF tournament. Like, the funny thing that I find uh-huh. about that, too, is, like, if if it's going to be in Sweden, we're talking in, like, the best country in the world to host a tournament because nothing's shut down. Like, the only thing here to date that is shut down for the new uh, update to the, you know, COV is the titty bars. The titty bars closed down last week. But if we're being honest, that was probably a problem beforehand, so it's probably better that it closed. So nothing's really changed here. So, like... um. So they haven't canceled the guys, though, is what you're saying. Like, obviously, that's why everyone's in an uproar. I saw on Twitter and a few people on Instagram. I, I mean, I don't know the full reasoning of why. Obviously, it looks bad if they cancel that and then not the guys, because obviously, like they're you know they want to grow women's hockey. I if if I had if I had to take a guess, I feel like it would have something to do with maybe the fans not being allowed there, and then like they would be concerned about income i was thinking the funds you know like providing yeah funds. or like TV that's what i revenue, mean you know tv that's revenue. what i mean because if there's no fans there then the tv revenue wouldn't be great which could be a reason i don't know for sure obviously it sucks like it's like there's people freaking out about it and, but i don't know because the guys would probably get um like uh, TV rev, so it could be if they like cancel the in-person fans, then the, at least like then the TV revenue would be there for some rev for the for the men's, I guess. Because because here's what I'm thinking: if they're investing millions of dollars, you know, rent renting out yeah. a nice arena, having all these, getting volunteers, all this stuff, putting on a massive tournament for these women, but then. Their TV revenue, they're only collecting a couple thousand dollars, you know, but they're investing mm-hmm. millions. That's yeah, probably yeah. where I see it. But then you have the World Juniors, right? That's like a that's like a tradition for hockey. A lot of people watch. I like watching the World Juniors more than the Olympics. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot Agreed. of people do, you know. Everyone watches the World Juniors. The day Boxing Day comes, everyone's on the World Juniors. It's yeah. all, they have all the hype. All the stars up and coming. No, it's true. It's everyone in the hockey world talks about it, and it's on every hockey player's TV. It's a it's a fun thing that definitely brings in people to watch. So it's is it fair? No, it's not fair. It sucks, but um, unfortunately, it, it happened. So I mean, 
I don't know the full reasoning why, but yeah, no, it's, uh, that, I guess that's all I can really say is like, that's shitty and unfortunate. And the, the IIHF has taken a lot of heat, man. A yeah, lot of I'm heat sure. from these women. I don't know if you saw, but all these, oh, all yeah. these women on Team Canada are tweeting Sarah Nurse, uh, all these girls, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. Raged. I mean, it looks yeah. bad, right? It looks terrible. You host it does. It does. And it sucks for them. Because it's like they've obviously put in a lot of work and they were going to play in their, you know, World Cup or whatever, and then it gets canceled. So, like, that's pretty shitty. So, I don't know. Trev, what's your take on it? Dude, like, the, re- the reason the IAHF is taking the heat is the same reason I take heat for, like, my two cents on this. And, like, it's just like a business. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you just, like you just mentioned, Doc, like, the World Juniors is just a cash cow. Like, even, like, last year when they had yeah. no fans, they're still doing it. Why? Because everybody and their dog is watching. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't even need fans in the building. You, you don't need anybody no. in the building. You can still make a shit ton off the World Juniors, like the, the under 20 every Christmas. But the problem is everybody in the world thinks that money's just a big handout. When we're talking about running a tournament, men's, women's, whatever, it costs a lot. It costs a lot of money to fly people there to get like, just get the the staffing together, hotels, the rinks, the buses, the meals. Everything costs a shit ton of money, and people don't want to talk about this. The women's game isn't very big, so when you have like literally like no money coming in to begin with, and the IIHF's like, well, okay, this COV is running rampant. They're shutting shit down. So why don't we instead of us spending money and then having nothing come out of it, why don't we just shut it down as is? cut our losses and move forward next year i know everybody's upset but it's a business everything is a business they're not hosting mm-hmm. the women's because they're looking to lose money they're not hosting the world yeah. juniors because they're looking to lose money they want to make money it's a business life isn't a hand yeah. me out you don't just go to the bank and ask for a thousand bucks and they 100%. give it to you they give it to you on interest on your account and you're going to pay that back like like say what you want that the double ihf and, and people like me are sexist to women's hockey it's business it's business no, dude, but you know? it's also the same it's the same uh reason that like the coast last year, like a lot of the coast teams were canceled. It's the same reasoning. It's just like like the NHL could go and they did the playoff in the bubble and shit because it's still everyone's watching it. You're getting the income, the sponsors, everything. But if, like for a coast team like myself, like my team, it's not like our only rev is like, yeah, we'll get some people in the stands in some in some areas. Like our fortunately our team gets a decent little crowd. Some teams get like barely anything, but it's it's the revenue that keeps like a coast team alive. And then if you take the fans away, then all of a sudden, like there's no rev coming in. Then it's like you're relying on the NHL team. That's why the coast, a lot of it was canceled. It's investment. You're losing. Yeah, it's it's the same idea. And like like I said, it's it's not fair and it sucks for them and it's unfortunate, but it's just kind of the way that yeah it's kind of the way it is and that's just i mean it's shit it's shitty for them for sure exactly well if pat if i asked you for a hundred bucks today are you gonna expect me to pay you back or no yeah of course yeah Yeah, exactly well i would hope you expect me to pay you back if i took the hundred bucks and ran you'd probably be pissed that's business you want value in return for value but our final guest for today's christmas merry christmas happy new year's episode we got austin chiming in from somewhere i don't know because i didn't bother to ask him austin welcome to the sling on the biscuit program you're the final guest for today's episode please introduce yourself who you are how old you are where you're calling in from what do you do for work are you unemployed hey uh so i'm austin davison um i am from las vegas i was born and raised in las vegas 
Uh, right now, I'm actually up in uh, Toronto, uh, in Canada, visiting some family. So, uh, yeah, that's who I am. I love hockey, and I love, uh, I just love, you know, podcasts and being on like this. So it's awesome. You know, we we got someone to call my friend. You live in Las Vegas. I live in Var Vegas. It's uh, you know, the Vegas of Sweden. They call it Varberg. Uh, that that's actually no, they they don't. I just called that myself because I thought it sounded cool. <laughs> It's quite the opposite, actually, but that's okay. Anyway, uh, we're stoked to have you on the program. Obviously, you're visiting some family and friends. That's exciting. Uh, what do you do for work? Are you employed, unemployed? Uh, so I was working. Uh, I worked as a tech support agent um, at a laser engraving company. Um, I worked there for a year. I worked tech support, um, and uh, that was that was pretty fun. I had a good environment in there. Uh, a lot of the more boring days, especially like towards the end, um, that's where I really discovered the podcast. I knew you guys were doing it, but... Um, I just sort of binged that entire thing in the last two weeks that I was there before hey. I quit. So that I, again, thank you guys. <laughs> you guys kept me alive through that tough period. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm not working right now. Um, I'm going to school full time next semester at UNLV. Um, so okay. that's the plan. To uh, nice. Austin's former employer, we apologize for influencing his decision to boot down your door and quit. <laughs> uh, we we can be a little bit of a spark plug collectively uh, sometimes, but uh, he's in a better place. God bless. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we you, you know, know we appreciate you uh, watching and and obviously um, the support and our your comment. Um, I know I saw the one question for sure that you had, but if you can word it in your own words and ask us here on the podcast. So, uh, go ahead. Um, yeah. So my comment was basically about how to stay, uh, motivated and inspired, especially in the face of hardship. And if you've, uh, I, I know with you guys, you guys have basically, you know, you're, you're way farther ahead than, uh, I might ever be. Um, I started hockey very late and in, in the beginning I was on, uh, a role, I'd say I, I was having a lot of fun with it and I was just, I literally spent every waking moment trying to play and uh, my, my, my goal was to play for uh, UNLV's uh, ACHA team. Um, they just have a little club team right now. And uh, it's been my dream since, like, I'd say right before quarantine started to to join that team. And um, I, I actually ended up, like, I, when I first started, uh, I, like, I was wearing some crappy rollerblades that my mom bought me. <laughs> and uh, I was just out in the front yard, uh, well, in the front cul-de-sac, um, just playing ball hockey in the street by myself for hours and um i literally was at the point where i i couldn't even stand up on skates when i first started and i actually did end up going all the way to the unlv tryout so that's probably one of my like most proud achievements but to get back to the question um i do have a little bit of a, a story to tell after this too but um i I've, ha I've had a very tough year uh, my family has and um i just wanted to know how you guys really stay motivated during uh just through hardship, through a lot of losses, or, or if you have personal loss or, or any of that, I've just been very curious to see how you guys go about doing that. Want to go first, Pat, or want me to go first? Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, it's, it, it can be very hard to, and I know there's, there's I guess there's different type of hardship, whether you're looking at like an off-ice hardship or a, you know, hardship as in like you're, you're not doing well, you're not playing where you want to play type thing which i think you handle the situation differently like if you do you do you want more specifically like an off-ice hardship um if you guys don't mind uh both um i've, okay. I've faced both i want to see how you guys yeah. have uh, dealt with both so for on ice specifically i know i learned a lot my senior year of college 
where I was kind of, I was dealing with a lot of injuries, so I had to miss time. I came back, re-injured, had tried to play injured, and it was hurting my season. Like, I wasn't scoring because I really was playing with one arm. It was stupid. Obviously a bad look for the Panthers, who was like my um, draft, like the team that drafted me or whatever. So you start kind of stressing and like, oh, crap. Like, I'm not playing where I want to be, but I also can't play to where I want to play because I'm hurt. I'm buried. I'm not doing well. The team's not going to want to sign me. Like a lot goes on in your head because you want to, you want to do good. You want to make the, you want to go make D1. You want to make the NHL. You know what I mean? You always want to achieve your goals. And when it looks like it might not, it's not going to happen or that like, it's going to be a setback because it, it's something that's out of your control. It can be very difficult for me. I had to kind of learn and remember like why I was doing it in the first place. Because you get you get so lost, it becomes a business in a way. Like the higher level you go, and, and you get so you want to achieve that goal so badly that you forget that you're doing it because you like it. Like you have you do hockey, you play hockey to have fun. So I kind of set back and I was like, okay, what? Like if all things, like I look at all the things in my life right now. Like I'm playing hockey. I'm in D1. I'm having fun. I get to play hockey. I'm 23. At the time, I was 23. I look at around at the other 23-year-olds I went to high school with. They're not playing their sport anymore. You know what I mean? Like, And that's something that I look at. And even still now, like, even if I'm not playing as much as I want or if I'm not scoring as much as I want, I'm always going to look at it like I get to wake up every day and go play hockey and have fun playing hockey. Regardless of how it, the outcome is, that's what I get to do. So it, that helps my mindset always because I can always just reset. If I have a bad game, I'll just reset. Obviously learn from it, but reset. I'm going to play hockey again tomorrow. I'm having fun. That's the biggest thing. And I think that helps the mindset a lot. And It's, it's almost like you take it, not that you're taking it less serious, but in a way you're looking at it in a less serious way. Like you're not so hard on yourself. You're just having fun and flowing. Um. As for like an off ice hardship, that can be very difficult. You kind of have to find like ways to to like refocus yourself where you can leave, you know, an off ice um, hardship there. And then when you get to the rink and play, you can kind of channel it where you're you can refocus yourself. And it takes a strong uh, mind, obviously. It, and it's it's tough because like say you lost someone or like. Uh, like a grandparent, a parent or whatever, maybe your girlfriend broke up with you or something, you know, you're going into the game and it's a huge distraction. You're feeling pretty sad. And obviously you have to take your time to, to either mourn or like deal with a breakup or whatever. But when you get to the, to the rink, you kind of have to be able to, to like have that mental shift that when you get there, it's kind of, it's time to, to go to work and, or to have fun playing hockey to use that even in that moment as a as like a, an escape from um from that hardship that you're going through like it, it pauses it puts a pause on time look at it in that way kind of those those are things that i've used to help me over the years and i mean I, hopefully that helped you and trav can give his take as well if yeah sure. I, I i would say you basically hit the nail on the head like you took a, a lot of things i was going to say um, I think just maybe like not taking stuff as personal, like not being personally offended or personally upset by things. Like, it, it, this is gonna sound like cliche bullshit, but like th this is like a universal truth. Like when you stop caring 
mm-hmm. about other people. And not, I'm not saying in the sense of like, I don't care about you as a person. I'm saying I don't care about what you think of me. The only opinion that matters is me. And that's really it. You you kind of focus more on the task at hand. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like there's some people that won't believe in you. Some people that they believe in you too much. Like somewhere in between there is the truth. And that's probably where you, you, know, you think you line up for the most part. I think if you're a realistic person. So um, I don't know if that it really answers anything. Cause I, again, I'm trying to say something that Pat hasn't said, but Pat stole all the good ones. Um, yeah. Like, no, I'm stumped. <laughs> yeah. Those were great answers. Um, if you guys don't mind, uh, I don't know how much time exactly we have, but um, I do want to tell a little bit of uh, a story about what happened this year. Um, just um, the personal hardships. I'm not trying to come on here and, you know, try and get sympathy or whatever. I'm, I've had a very tough year. Um, so I'm a twin. Uh, my brother, Blake, uh, he and I, we shared a womb together. It's a running joke with our friends. Like, you guys can't be mad at each other. You guys shared a womb. But <laughs> so, um, so I believe it was two years ago I actually found out in this household I was um I was traveling up uh just visiting some family a couple summers ago um I played hockey for the first time ever in like a scrimmage scenario up here scored my first ever goal too I was just like on top of the world that night I came out I came back here um took a shower uh got out and uh, my dad gave me a call and he was like hey um trying not to get too emotional I don't want to ruin your guys' trip but um we just got back from the doctor's office and uh, they found out that my mom had uh, stage four cancer. So she, she's the toughest woman I've ever met in my, in my life. Um, and she was a huge inspiration for me playing hockey. She wanted me to do what I love to do best. One of my favorite pastimes in the world was watching golden watching uh, hockey, like when we were younger, but I wasn't really big into it, but um, that was like my favorite pastime in the world. So we'd always spend time together watching hockey and, uh, her her condition got worse and worse and worse, um, and I was working at this time. And then uh, I get a phone call in early February um, from my uncle, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to get home very soon because um, your dad passed away very suddenly." So my dad um, he had a heart attack in his sleep, and uh, he passed away. And then about I believe a month or two later uh, in April, my mom ended up passing away. So it was a huge shift change um and it was it was quite a you know a blow i'm i'm i was 19 at the time when it happened and i'm 20 now and i feel like i've aged 35 years in the past six months so it's been it's been nuts um and that's why i that's why i asked that question because even through all that i ended up um that semester of college i ended up flunking just because i i had a house to sell um i had to figure out where i was going to move with my brother and um my parents they had a couple um they had a couple cars that we had to deal with it was just a whole lot of business and it was really really ugly so i i actually i did uh, when you were talking about um or when you're giving that advice pat um i was just sort of looking at myself and thinking a lot of that is what i did and i i'm just glad that it was it's lining up because Mm -hmm. for a while i just was questioning you know i have so many so much bigger fish to fry now um with uh with everything going on is hockey really worth it do i have time for hockey um and i really like began to question myself um but that's another reason why um i'd say that that unlv trial was such a big accomplishment for me personally just because i that was i think two or three weeks after my mom passed and i ended up and these kids like i i 
I've only been playing for a few years, and when I first started, it was just rollerblading, and I could barely stand up on my own two feet, and to skate and keep up with, you know, kids that have been playing since they were three or four years old up up north, and I, I met some kids from, from Calgary and Boston and, and Saskatchewan, like, it, it was really just I, I took a look back and I was like I, I was just very proud of myself I, I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm, I'm going no, no 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 you're good um, that's good yeah this is uh, you guys don't even know how much uh, being on this podcast like means to me this I I've been following you guys for quite a while and this is just like the this is like made my year like <laughs> this has been awesome so like I really appreciate you guys just like the vlogs and the videos they I probably speaking for a lot more people too it's just it's keeping me motivated and inspired to just keep doing what I love. Um, and uh, I actually, uh, tonight, um, in a couple hours from now, we're going to uh, get some ice time up. I don't even know where I think uh, it's Pickering, uh, Ontario. So we're going to yep. go get some ice time tonight. So uh, I'm super excited for that. So, yeah, that was my story. Um, I wanted to just tell that real quick. Um, but, yeah, I really just uh, <laughs> I love watching you guys, and you guys keep me inspired. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, dude. If really I could say this for for a quick sec, like, I'm I'm really sorry to, to hear about your story. Like, mm-hmm. I I I think to myself all the time, like like my parents like mean a lot to me. Like, I don't I don't have a lot in my life. Like, my my dad means like like some of the most to me in my life. And dude, like if, if my dad kicks, like I think I might go off the deep end for a bit. So like the fact that like you're like you're you're still afloat, you're still going, like you're still making moves, like you're you're playing hockey, you're, you're chasing what you want to do. Like that's that's awesome, dude. Like I think too, like. Because like, that's a big blow, man. You lose your dad and you lose your mom in a month span. Like yeah. what you've what you've known for your entire life is like that is gone. It's flipped the script, and like you're you're making a lot of changes. You're rediscovering yourself as a person, and unfortunately, you don't have that guidance anymore. But like, first off, dude, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm also happy to hear that you know you're you're still kicking and things are going well. And, and dude, we're we're privileged to to have you as a listener in the podcast, man. Seriously, thank you for for yeah. sharing that story. That was that was awesome. Thank you, guys. That that means yeah. the whole world to me. You don't even know, but. Yeah, so I, I did want to like uh, flip it around a little bit and uh, get to a, a more positive note here. Uh, I'm gonna take this this jersey off real quick. I wanted to talk about my uh, favorite team for just a sec, if you guys don't mind. <laughs> yeah, we got time. The Knights, baby. I love the Knights. Yeah, go Knights, go. Oh. Go Jets. What? Who said that? <laughs> Sorry about that. Hold on one sec. This is a great plug for the video version. If you're listening to the car, you're on the AirPods, the speaker system, pull over. Go to a go to yep. a gas station and go load up the video version right now. Let's go. <laughs> uh, can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Yep. Yes, All right. Good. Yeah, they just uh, fell off for a sec. Sorry about that. Shout out uh, Rebel Hockey at UNLV. They're um, a couple, I think last year they announced they wanted to try and make the jump to uh, NCAA. I, I think they want to go for D1, but I, I don't know what the process is for that, but um yeah, that's the team that I tried out for. This, uh, <laughs> this is the shirt my mom got me last Christmas, so it means a lot to me. Um, but that's another question I had for you guys is, um, like, how do you guys just, like, keep going um, even just in the face of, I guess, a different type of hardship? If You know, I know you've gotten to quite a couple um, tryouts, Trav. Like, I don't and, – and a couple of them turned you down. How do you deal with that and come back up stronger? Dude, honestly, I've just accepted it. Like, at this point in my life, like, I've been blessed with being able to play hockey for a living. Granted, yes, through YouTube and sponsors, but, like, 
if I didn't have YouTube and hockey, like I don't know what I'd be doing for a job. Like with you know the COV shut and everything down, like I honest to God, I don't think I would have a job if it wasn't for YouTube and for hockey. So in my mind, I'm like, well, your options are play hockey or be unemployed, go broke, and go on welfare and food stamps and do nothing with your life. So I've 100% bought in. Like this is my job, and so when you when you accept that it's your job, it doesn't really matter if some coach tells you you suck if. You know, things go well, things go bad. Like, it's just, it's business. Like, in my mind, it's business. Like, every day it's business. I'm bringing the shovel, I'm bringing the work boots, I'm bringing the hat, and I'm just trying to do the best I can to get a little bit better. And, you know, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people do like it, but just no matter what happens, because I've bought into that mentality and I've, I've subscribed to that, I'm going to keep going about my business, whether people like it or not. You know, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I, it's funny because... Um, I feel like every time I uh, this this might be a little off topic, but um, whenever I bring up um, Pache and, and Trav uh, to like my cousins here, because I make a lot of references to to you guys and and the videos you guys make, I just I love the content so much. And I my um, my cousin Armin, he's the he owns this house I'm staying at right now. He uh, he's a very big reason why I got into hockey in the first place. Um, he's he's canadian he loves playing hockey um i think he just started playing once again uh after um there's been a lot of restrictions there's some new ones here recently but he just um played for the first time in a long time uh just maybe a month ago and uh, i've talked to him I'm like you know what if you need some inspiration if you really need to get motivated about getting stuff done especially when it comes to hockey you got to go check out Trav on YouTube. Like <laughs> that dude has such a great mindset, and I just uh, I've, I've tried to spread that motivation I get from you guys with other people. So I, uh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> it feels a bit surreal right now being on the podcast. It, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> right, dude. We're we're just two guys that are you know thankful and appreciative that that you watch the vlogs and listen to the podcast, yeah. dude. Honestly, it's it's been real. <clears throat> um, on on that note, if you're fine with it, uh, what do you say we cap off the the Christmas Happy New Year special. We want to say yeah. thank you so much uh, to everybody. Like you don't have to be, you know, Emma, Aiden, Cam, you know, anybody going on the podcast. Just the fact that you know you're listening in the in the car, in the AirPods, at the gym, uh, on YouTube. Like you're my dad. Listen, like anybody listening, like thank you so much. It's been nine months, forty episodes. We're still gonna go strong. We're gonna finish out the calendar year at fifty-two, but we are are beyond thankful to have you be a part of this and. You know, we hope everybody has a, a great Christmas. Hopefully, you didn't get a lump of coal. Maybe you got hungry, hungry hippos. That'd be great. Like Pat, Pat wants hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, didn't get it this year. Starving. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a blast. Pat, do you have any words to send us home? No, I just yeah, I just want to appreciate or say that I appreciate everyone who watches and um, lets us keep doing this. I know we're climbing the ranks and whatnot, but it's the viewers every week, the commenters, the guys who are you know buying the manscape thing i know we don't have them right now but but uh just you people you know like you're you're making it a possibility for us and like austin just shared a story with us and said how like you know we've helped him this year we've impacted him and i think that's something that like i don't know for me like i kind of forget sometimes that like we can that we're because we get cut so that power. editing and the you yeah. know the process of doing what we do that we kind of forget that we can make an impact like that on someone. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Honestly, like that was, that's nice. That is cool to hear that we were able to do that for you this year. 
and if you're one of those guys like that then i mean we're happy that we can provide that for you or you know give you an outlet or an escape from whatever is going on in your life so we we appreciate the hell of you guys and i'm glad we got to have you know five or six guests on today and whatnot so yeah just just thank you grateful for you guys absolutely and to the people that uh, did submit a question because if, if if you're on the youtube version you don't follow pat on instagram we put a little burner a little flare on instagram send us a comment we're going to pick you we're going to bring you on the podcast answer your question if you submitted a question or you're too late please do not burn my house down do not spam me in the dms i apologize if we give 20 minutes to 100 people we would be doing a, a non-stop 24-hour podcast so uh, we were thankful to the people that came on. Maybe next time. Maybe uh, leave a comment down below. You can be viewer of the week. We can bring you on for the 2022 Merry Christmas, Happy New Year <laughs> special. We'd like to thank you for listening, as always, every week. New episodes for Sling the Biscuit, 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. in Winnipeg, 2 p.m. in Sweden, 1 p.m. if you are Emma in the U.K., 3 p.m. in Finland, or 9 p.m. in China. Thank you for listening, as always. We will catch you next Thursday for Sling the Biscuit, episode 41. With some guest, we have no idea who it is. Talk to you then. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs>